Welcome back. You're listening to Top That Track. I'm your host, Precious Cato, and joining me from appropriately six feet away is my- I feel my, very distant, socially yes, distant. Is my co-host- David O'Connor. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, first things first, really sending out positive energy, positive vibes. Good vibes. Your way. The times are completely unprecedented. Right now, we genuinely hope things are, you know, looking up, looking up for you guys. So, as old as I am, as I am, yeah, this has never happened before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is very unpre- unprecedented. You might be graying, but you weren't. You weren't around in nineteen. I did. I wasn't there for the Spanish, when, Spanish influenza. Yeah, nineteen nineteen. <laughs> right, right. You weren't. Oh darn! Different kind of twenties. Different, different kind 20s. of twenties. Um, but yeah, we're here to lighten the mood, put a smile on your face, and hopefully things will be a little bit better after you. Tune in and hang out with us. So, Dave, what's one um, good thing that you've seen, heard, read, um, been six feet away from, kind of near, that was good this week? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've been definitely taking advantage of the time to read. I'm reading a financial history of the world called The Ascent of Money. Oh. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with human psychology and herd mentality. Okay, yeah. And uh, relevant. and very relevant to, you know, including financial panics and Oh, yeah. I do wonder wars about that. And plagues and all these things affect uh, how we organize our societies and and so very interesting. And again, mm-hmm. it's one of those reads where hard to find time for those things when yes. you're, when you're not stuck at home. So, That's try right. to take advantage of that. What about you? I agree. Um, the last fun, good thing I saw. Oh, man. Let's see. What's out there? I mean, a lot of good memes. Yep. I think collectively on Twitter, the memes have been off the charts right now. I saw this meme and it wasn't necessarily good, but it did make me laugh. Um, have you seen the... Isn't the, it good if you laugh? Yeah, but like the content. Well, I don't know. I, we'll leave it up to the people if it's necessarily good. But um, have you seen Tiger King yet? Have yes. You, yeah, you did? Okay. So I saw... <laughs> I saw this... Um, this video and it was carol baskin okay and she was talking about the big cats like it was her on the thing and she's like yeah and we're just really excited to have them here and you know be doing the good things she does with the cats right but in the background it's referencing another video of this man who is on the um the subway in the 90s in new york and he's like the police call the police Call the police now! And it's like overlaid, and you can't see him. And it's and like the title was like um, Carol Baskin's husband when the feds showed up and oh, were right. looking, <laughs> and he's yelling, and and it's really that made me laugh. I really had a good laugh on that. Um, it was a belly laugh. I actually watched that not this week, the previous week, but yeah. that was that was great binge watching. Uh, Truly good stuff. Kudos to Netflix <laughs> for timing that so perfectly. They, oh my gosh, I wish I could see the back end. It's got to be going crazy. It must be. I mean, I know <laughs> I love how they have the new trending, like the new yeah. one through ten. Makes me feel like I was part of something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I could when I first watched that. I think it was like six or seven, and then it's been yeah. like number one ever since. Ever like, since, yeah. ever since. All right, well, number one in your ears and number one in your hearts, top that track here. Woo! Top that track! Dave, can you um, give them a little explanation in case anyone's new in town? Um, sure. They might be tuning in for the Happy first time to. here. Yeah, so how's it set up? So if you are, thank you for joining. Thank you. Um, it's a very simple concept. I is the old man, uh, along with uh, my beautiful colleague here, uh, Precious. We pick a theme, 
and we pick a song that matches that theme mm-hmm. and we battle it out and you the audience decide yeah who wins who represented that topic the best yeah. who represented the moment the best mm-hmm. and you go to ones to watch on all the handles yeah. specifically twitter we love it and vote yes, yes and i think we're gonna have some surprise guests in the future I yeah think. i'm excited some about oh, there's some rumors there's some stuff happening on slack and in the emails um That'll be not fun. to take the onus off you the public for voting yeah but yeah but we're just gonna we might, we might need a little more help in that department do a little something different do a little something different all right and speaking of voting it is now time to announce the winning song from last week's podcast please be me let's see who it is and the winning song is good love 2.0 by priya ragu Let's go, guys. Thank you so much for supporting me. Uh, I'm so excited about this win. This would not happen 2.0. Dave is shaking his head. No. I'm not, I'm not, not in agreement. He's not accepting that this is... Uh, thank you, Recount. Guys. Recount. Thank you guys so, so much. The numbers don't lie. Y'all are the best. Thank you. Awesome. So our intro song is by a group called Triathlon. It's called Hard to Move. And um, they're very cool. They're like from Brooklyn. It's a mega group, as Dave would say. I love those mega groups. It's got to be more than like five people in it. Um, big. <laughs> it's a big group, and they're not in, pandemic friendly. That side. no, they. Oh my god, this poor band cannot. Like, I hope they don't. That's too many people in the room. No, need to get them out. <laughs> oh god, triathlon. What are you doing? How are you? How are you surviving this Spacing. pandemic? I hope y'all don't live together. Um, but yeah, they're making some super hazy R and B. They've been around for like six years now. They're a friend of the a friend of the blog, a friend of the publication. Very much so. They uh, went on tour with the Marias a couple years ago. Yes, uh, was was a, always fun to host. Those guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. Their song together with them, Drip, is just like whoa. That's Banger. a mood. That's a time. Yeah, I always feel super trendy when I'm listening to them, and it reminds me of the far gone genre, like chill wave. Chill wave. I miss it. Is that gone? I don't know. They might be bringing it back. <laughs> they might be bringing it oh, back. It feels very Ocaran right now. I would uh, just love. I love that. And speaking of. Genres that may kind of be gone or may be kind of bubbling up. Um, after binge watching High Fidelity uh, featuring Zoe Kravitz on Hulu. And yes, I know it was a movie starring John Cusack. Way back in the day. And that's Dave's Jack version Black of the Jack Black was in it and everything. Oh, my God. What's happening to the lights? Oh, no. down because <laughs> no one's out there. Oh, we are very alone in this office. Oh, God. And speaking of being alone, Dave and I have both been alone at home. And I don't know, that that show kind of inspired me to do some virtual crate digging, yeah. you know, and like find some really cool songs, some really cool genres, some really cool records. It's really sick when um, you can like just kind of go on a wormhole and like discover old things that were really cool and like up and coming things that are really cool. So we've been unearthing a lot of music and this week's theme is lost genres. Lost genres. Oh, that drop was kind of neat right there with the music pause, and I was like, ah, da 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 da. Um, but yeah, so this week's theme, it's all about genres that have disappeared, um, have settled down, aren't necessarily that popular anymore, or have like been rebranded as something and come back into the the modern more um, often the case. Form. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or um, you know, other genres that are bubbling up and becoming something really cool that people are excited about. Yep. That are mixing different things. So that's really exciting. But um, so Dave. What's one of the best albums you found while like crate digging, you know, or like virtually on a wormhole? Yeah. So I think I was fortunate to bridge the internet gap. So I, mm-hmm. I did have uh, an early portion of my life where you had to go to a record store or like a retailer to get music. A proper spot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was very young at the time, yeah. and the pricing was as bad as you can imagine it to be. Oh, really? Uh, music is a drug, and yeah. those retailers knew it. Damn! And, and they, they knew you needed it. Capitalism will always... It, it, it wins a lot. Well, always. Um, Very sad to hear that. But so, hey. but I was too young to really crate dig at that point. I think I was there okay. for my Paul Abdul single and like that. Was oh really yeah, the popular, popular stuff. Exactly. Okay. I, I wasn't at the. I wasn't a heady, uh, crate digging eight year old. Yeah. Uh, but then when the inter- when the internet exploded and obviously people are most familiar with Napster, but there was a whole bunch yeah. of other MP3 sites. Kazaa, uh, Limelight, etc. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. But part of the fun was you what? didn't really know what you were getting. Oh, the, the so drama, the mystery. a lot of people trolled people with like, yeah? you know, <laughs> labeling something as one thing and it's actually something else. Oh, did they? And so all the heads, myself included, would basically queue up something overnight and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not at night. <laughs> <laughs> and like can't wait for when like, you know, you wake up to be like, yeah. okay, did, what did I get? Yeah. And I would say one of the best albums uh, that I don't know why it was hard to get, but it was this band called Juno 44. They were on Touch and Go Records. Yeah. And they had a an EP that for whatever reason, I think it was like vinyl only or something like that. And I could mm-hmm. never get it. And I was a huge fan of them at the time. And someone uploaded it. And I know this is wrong and shameful. And just so you know, Juno 44, <laughs> I have subsequently oh, got it twice. Oh, okay. So you repented. I you repented, repented on yeah. different formats, including <laughs> like an all digital one. But at the time, <laughs> I just wanted to listen to it. I'd never really got a chance to listen to it like on my own. I had to like literally go to my friend's place yeah. to listen to it. And so that was like one of my rare finds. Okay. I love that. That's cool. That's cool. cool. Yeah. And that whole like the, the mystery thing. There are records I've like physically bought. From my favorite record store, Amoeba. Shout out to Amoeba. I do like Amoeba. That's just so, they have so much in there. I just get overwhelmed with joy. Um, But yeah, there's this one record. I don't know what it was, but I bought it because it was beautiful. And when I played it, true to form, like a mystery, it was like some all grunge looking, not what it looked like. Not what it. No, not what it. Not what you expected. At all. And I ill, I improperly tried to hang it on my wall and then um one day my neighbors i hate them uh my neighbor like hit the wall and the record fell off the wall and broke is this why you hate your neighbors or you had hatred previously this is all throughout before during and after Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right yes indeed yes indeed but yeah um i'm excited about this i'm excited about this what are your thoughts on genres in general, do we even do we really still have? I mean, I, I mean, listen. I think for the simplicity of finding something you're looking for, yeah, I do think uh, titling and, and sort of categorizing is helpful. Okay, but I don't think uh, you should deploy some sort of category as a restriction in terms of creativity. Mm. What you're doing, I mm-hmm. think my personal favorites are when people sort of ignore genre and yet simultaneously you can kind of figure out where they land, where it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I think the people that really hate genre, I think usually are getting categorized as something they're uncomfortable with. Right. And so right. that to me, that's more like a deal with your own issues, brother. Hey, uh, <laughs> figure that out at home. Yeah. Like if you don't want to be a pop artist, then yeah. why are you putting out pop songs? You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So, I, but I guess for much more nuanced genres, it can kind of get a little excessive and silly. I think at some point. Yes. 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 And we might be delving into two of them. So we who might, knows? Silly. Oh my gosh. I remember um, being younger and like, trying to study music and like going on Wikipedia and like looking up certain genres and then just clicking subgenres, subgenres, subgenres to see how small I could make it. It's a, 
Jeez, people are making a all deep, kinds dark of. Hole. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm just like that's not even a genre. Y'all just really made this up. Yeah, and again, I do appreciate there is a listen. Music uh, uh, attracts a sort of academic uh, attitude at times. Yeah, I think unnecessarily, but there were a lot of publications back in the day, especially when I was growing up. Yeah, that really sort of like stressed this profound understanding of music that you, the average person. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also music snobbery, which I know we're, hey we're now. drifting against here. Hey now. And I think part <laughs> of the reason they held music, which is meant to be the most accessible you know, type of art form, right. above people was through category. Right? Was through, through that. Genre, yeah, right? through that. Making it sort of like rooted in music theory as well. Exactly. And there was this it's lineage. Like, and if you didn't understand this producer's contribution, then you could never really appreciate the art, which is, yeah. which is why I love music. Cause all of that is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are the lines? What are the, you know, what is anything? Yeah. It's a construct, a social construct. Do we even still live in a society? Like, I don't even 100%. know. I don't even know right now. <laughs> all right. And with that, I think it's time to, I think it's time to dive into our Let's first lost genre. Are we ready guys? Okay, round one. It's boom, boom. backpack rap. Backpack this is Dave. Rap. Now this is Dave's choice. Um, Dave, what is this? Like you sent me that genius article, and I skimmed it so I could get an idea. <laughs> read, the, read the header. I read the header, and I read the footer. Oh, pe- ah. footers don't get enough credit or enough love. Almost by design. Just saying. That's kind of true. Well, when you call something a footer, ugh, that's not. That's it's not stability. hot. That's not building sexy. the base, right? You would think ground up. Wow, we really went with two different perspectives. What is backpack rap? What? How would you? What? So again, I I am as I've just mentioned previously. Like mm-hmm. I am not really uh, endued with like obsession about genre and categories. But backpack rap, I would say, mm-hmm. for me was profound in the sense that during a time when um, there was just an enormous amount of sort of like mega pop big hip hop like your Jay Z's of the uh, of the time. Mm-hmm. And they were just putting out these huge, just sort of like hyper masculine, hyper flashy, hyper, yeah. like just, you know, really sort of the excesses of, you know, modern capitalist society mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. really aggrandizing in a way that a lot of people, I think, commented had a negative effect. Okay. Right? You were you were focusing on diamonds and yeah. cars at a time when people didn't have an education or, you know, we were talking Fair. about society you know, great medical, you know, health, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think Backpack Rep was a deliberate approach by certain uh, people within the hip-hop community to go like, hey, I'm going to give more depth Mm -hmm. to my music. And again, this is unfair, and it's sort of an assumption that these artists weren't really thinking these things, even though I would argue it was pretty obvious they weren't. Mm -hmm. So without judgment, I think Backpack Rep was this deliberate style of conscious hip-hop. Basically, oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. More poetic, and also, and so it, it literally came from the musical style, mm-hmm. as well as just the the physical and, and sort of like the the trappings of it as well. So you uh-huh. you went anti flashy, right? right? You went kind of like hard turn, hard turn, and the backpack thing was literally like, what is more sensible than going around town with a backpack? You can like keep everything, and all that <laughs> That's kind of stuff. True, yeah. And so you literally had all these people <laughs> that like carried around music or whatever it was, their paraphernalia. Yeah. We're always in a backpack and you would go to shows and you would have a backpack and you usually have a ball cap and probably a t-shirt that like had some hip saying on it yeah, and jeans and like kind of like <laughs> a little bit of a look. skater, a little girl vibe. Yeah. Which no rappers look like that, right? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And no. then funnily enough, 
Kanye of all people took the backpack I was about to say Kanye. And then he went he went all the way out and he made it big and flashy. Okay, with yeah. Like the the bear backpack. Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Right. So there's a lot to this genre, but I That's think for deep. simplicity, yeah. mm-hmm. gonna play a song that uh, w- one of the sort of like legends of this genre, if you will, uh-huh. uh, was on a label that I think was definitive uh, in in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, energy, energy. It's called Definitive Jux Records. The mm-hmm. artist is called Aesop Rock. The song is called Daylight. Okay. And I think this says it all. Let's hear it. Creation. I did not admit the wheel, I was the crooked spoke adjacent While the triple sixers lassos keep angels roped in the basement I walk the block with a halo and a stick, poking your patience Y'all catch a 30 second flash visual Dirty cooperative men platoon, bloom head trips, split ridiculous Find in the splicing of first generation Fuck up with trickle down any hero smack I'm pacing the game for zero hour completion Great slash, Duke of early retirement, pick a dream American nightmare hog in the screen The door opens so you can stumble in If you'd stop following me round the jungle gym Refuse of my teeming resonance, I promise. Tempest towards breed with a bleeding conscience. See the creed accents responsive, but my sports towards the wattage, and I'm sleeping now. Wow. Yeah, the settlers laugh. You won't be laughing when your covered wagons crash. You won't be laughing when the buses drag your brother's flags to rags. You won't be laughing when your front lord's spangled with epitaphs. Won't be laughing. And I'll hang my boots to rest when I'm impressed. So I triple nine them and forgot them. This origami dream is beautiful, but man, those wings will never leave the crown without a feather and a lottery ticket. Now settle down. He kind of sounds like um, Andre 3000. Yeah. A little just like tonally. Yeah, I mean, I guess they were a little bit of the same era. A little bit, right? Okay. Um, I would see, I would say yeah. precedent to him a little bit. Okay. Uh, but, but in that era. Anyways, you get the vibe. Yeah, you. Yeah. Lyrically very talented. This very. guy is poetic. It you feels, know, sort of yeah. renowned for his vocabulary. Yes. And he would have done so well in the SATs. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, written for sure. Yes. And the style, I don't think it deviates radically from hip-hop. Like, I no. think anyone who listens to hip-hop, but I would say the samples and everything was mm-hmm. very deliberately alternative to sort of the big... Big production, High pace, high melody, all that kind of stuff. Big 808, big, yeah. Yeah, so... That was the vibe, and I think this is a genre for whatever reason. Yeah, I won't. I won't say it's gone because the this is a very like underground vibey scene that exists to this day. But it is mm-hmm. no longer sort of like a front forward prevalent influencing someone like a Kanye yeah. like it once did. It is okay. definitely a bit of a lost genre if, if the, I had to guess. On the back burner, I see. I see the whole like what he's rapping over though. That low, low, fi, not even lo-fi, but like I want to say like low, lo-fi chill hip hop beats, chill hip-hop beats. but like not that, but like adjacent to that, very, I don't know, there's a lot of instrumentation. Well, there's a flute playing. Okay, 
that's more than a lot yeah. that we've got on the yeah. radio right now, unless except for like Lizzo. You but know, Jay Z used to sample flutes too, but it's I think it's just it's an elongated melody. You yeah, know, it's like yeah, it's many beats. It's not like one of those like staccato like yo, I'm playing a hip hop flute here. Yeah, know? yeah, no, 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 no. It, um, it feels Jay Dilla sample, friendly and all that. It is very Jay Dilla. It's of that era too. Yeah, right? uh, barely breaking even records. Jay mm-hmm. Dilla, mm-hmm. Uh, where I think some of these producers. Yeah, they, they dug they crate dug yeah and for found those jazz some of their samples. like really great samples yeah. that were not being you know used used at all right yeah. those were basically forgotten um, and I would say you know and credit I mean listen yeah it's hard to like deep dive into like what the record contracts worth but I would it say hard, it, yeah, it would put a lot of these R and B jazz artists back on the radar and maybe hopefully picking up some royalty checks that they weren't so, yeah that would know, be sick positive power I of love sampling. that I love that but yeah this is like. I vibe with it. Okay. I love when you can hear what somebody's saying, and then when that person is saying something that's really interesting. Yeah, it's not mumble rap. You know, I just, okay, so you said that. I didn't say that. You said that. Um, but now it's, that that's out there. Just like certain lines, like just listening to like origami dreams. Like there's just certain things where you're like, man, that's a wow. visual. Like you're like, whoa. Wow. It reminds me very much of, um, of course, spoken word poetry. Sure. Yeah, I has its to, roots in that for sure. Yeah, that's I used to. I feel like, but doesn't all hip hop? That's why, like, when we start sort of like, yeah, slicing into these genres and and what constitutes and like what its DNA is. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the source is like two or three different things. It all comes. It's all down down to something. Basically, like African American instrumentation through mm-hmm. jazz and you know poetry that had many different traditions orally yeah. in a lot of different societies, but like. The Appalachia, you know, Louisiana, it, all, all this, like, it's the source of everything. So I just don't mm-hmm. understand why we really get that obsessed about, you know, lineages. That, I, mean. Uh, I mean, I get why we get maybe, obsessed. Maybe there's underappreciated people, but that's different. I think that's oh, different okay. from, from genre classification. Yeah. I think that's calling out people that have contributed more than they're being respected for or represented by. Yeah, yeah. That's different. Because but I, of what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. I'm All right. I don't know. I just think the genre thing is... I don't know. Maybe we should read an article. Genre's dead. Genre is dead. What happened to the genre? Okay, well, my answer to that, this this is where we were very sonically similar. Um, I'm glad I did read the header and the footer of that article. All right. Um, so my artist is Coffee Stone. Nice. Um, have you heard of him? Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, lovely. I think what happened to the backpack um, rap thing, which I'll tell people more about him in a minute, but I feel like what happened to the backpack rap thing is it just went to England. Yeah, okay. I think it left America, and I think it went overseas. And it might have gone to um, France as well. There's another guy, I'm blanking on his name, I'll look it up, who's doing really good, like, backpack-esque rap. I don't speak French at all, but it's like, it's the same kind of... America has influenced a lot of cultures. By money. Oh. Like I said, the same lineage. (laughs) Same lineage. And money, too. (laughs) Uh, But but musically, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the after effects of this genre that had its, you know prominence like almost 20 years ago yeah is now sort of like you know cycling back so let's hear it mm-hmm, i'm curious mm-hmm. to hear okay yeah the... so i chose his song um frozen hearts all right okay here it goes yeah. Uh, yeah. 
frozen hearts can't wither because they can't fill. Life turned upside down, I still cartwheeled. Open up my God blessed mouth and let the bars fill. Brother, know the war ain't over until the last kill. I was taught, love thy neighbor, but get the paper. They hate it when you're winning, but love it when you're a failure. I nearly died in labor, that's why they call me the stone. What happens when the underdog finds his way to the bone? I made it through the travesties, I've established the code. I dabbled in the magic, I'm acrobatic with flows. I mastered mathematics, the mathematics of soul. Antagonists embarrassed, we never managed to fold. Clones couldn't manage the havoc, we would have thrown. I speak for all my people that's coming from broken homes. When all you've seen is crazy, but never letting it show. But it's the testament, it's the essence of letting go. Sometimes it takes the pressure to fester to get the gold. The comfort zone, a beautiful place, but nothing grows. All we need is leverage, I'm ready, I'm well evolved, heaven knows. The pressure was heavy, I never broke. The shackles on my feet that were there are now released. Now I'm free, feeling my freedom was on the sea. Energy is good. I love it. Right? Same kind. Oh, wow. This was a good, this is a good battle. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a great battle. I mean, again, so I'm not even sure if I would say this is backpack. But, but again, going back to my previous point, it's all so closely aligned. Yeah. Because you know? to me, this reminds me of like diggable planets and like this kind of like classic mid 90s era. Yeah, that's of just like, what, yeah. you know, like bebop hip hop, like kind of like, you know, very jazz inspired. And again, it's just another subgenre of a subgenre. Yeah, a subgenre. Yeah. But I love this guy's flow, his cadence, his accent. The accent really yeah. sends it. And again, over. lyrically, just. Observationally on point. Yeah. You kind of like great lyricists, it's like you are in a cinematic experience and their yes. lyrics just provide this sort of like visual background. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's again why I think music is so powerful because even though it's a, a like a, an audio art, you're right. listening to it. It immediately floods your brain with like senses, you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you can smell things, you can see, see things. things, yeah. You can paint pictures with exactly. words and they that's show up in people's minds. Exactly. And, yes. That's why I love this. Music. He's so cool. He's so cool. But yeah, um, he's from Birmingham. He worked with Loyal Carner and Ed Black, who we played a couple couple podcast episodes ago. And yeah, just substantial lyrics. Fan of Nas, yeah, those, you can these, clearly these hear These guys it, are like, heavyweights. I mean, th these guys are great, yep. great musicians. And, and it's uh, just... Yeah. I, I, I wish this wasn't a, a quote-unquote lost genre. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, Personal me too. Preference. Me too. Hey, if anybody's out there and like can figure out how to work logic and sample stuff and does like spoken word poetry, I think that you should go ahead and bring this genre back and wear some plaid or some, some uh, like a polo, right? Ralph Lauren, just get a polo. Yeah, again, I mean, that's more the Kanye upscale, upscaling of backpack rap. But yeah, I get, I get it. I get honestly, wash I'm, your sneakers, I'm just wash your sneakers. I'm curious what <laughs> this era's backpack rap would be. Would be. But I, I guarantee you it has bucket hats in it. Oh, God, the bucket hat energy. Jeez. Gosh, I don't... B-H-E, bucket hat energy. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. But it's it's such an energy. It's such a specific group of people. It is. Alas, this is the end of round one. Backpack rap. So whose song was better? What'd you guys think? You vote. You vote. You let us know. You know where to find us. Or maybe maybe don't. Just go to the Twitter page. <laughs> Visit the site. Visit the site. And vote. Let us know. Wants2watch.com. All right. And now it's time for round, round two. two. Which is slouch rock. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now you're happy. Yeah. yeah. Big exciting. I just I I didn't yeah. really Okay. And we're gonna and we're gonna be done. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's just like um 
it's a subgenre, obviously, of like alt rock, I would say. Yes. Inspired by Bob Dylan, who hot take, I don't think he can really sing. His his vocal work is syrupy. It's very like, you know, like. I the, think that's doing him justice if you say syrupy. The internet was like, yo, Timothy Chalamet is playing Bob Dylan in this new movie. Like, can Timothy even sing? And I literally was like, can Bob Dylan even sing? Does it matter? <laughs> and that's what somebody just quoted back to me. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah. But it's kind of like that reimagined for the 2020 the 2010s 20, 2020s 2020s but yeah i mean i think it comes from a lot of um, beck's song where he's like i'm a loser baby so why, why don't, don't you, you kill, kill me? me like that like that specific moment in time and i feel like a lot of kids now are super jaded with society i mean it's the 20s and we're locked inside you know um people are upset about things and i feel like it's just like slacker kind of culture and just I don't know. I'm picturing moss and like swamps and like baggy clothes and like, like wet swamps. socks. That's what I'm seeing when I think slouch rock. I'm also seeing a v- giant picture of Mac DeMarco and King Cool. Yes. Poole. Mac DeMarco. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett. Yeah. If you're looking for women, I'm playing a guy. Um, this song is by a gentleman. Um, but if you're looking for women who do this, Courtney Barnett, um, No Vacation and Crumb are all like female led groups. Great group. Yeah. And there's a just very like, again, syrup, maple syrup, just. Honey, you know, that's in the back of the cupboard and you're like, oh, let me finally put some honey in my tea. And you open it, you have to shake it and shake it and you squeeze it and it takes forever for a little this drop of honey into the cup. Like, and that's what it is. All right. That's what it sounds like to me with like fuzzy guitars. Well, or, like, I, electronic. I can speak to some of the origin of that culture. I let's he- yeah, because I found this. Song. I found this on YouTube, the YouTube sidebar. That's okay. a lot of my virtual creek thing. I don't know what this is. I'm curious. What oh, you're OK. OK, so I'm and I feel like you're going to say something about this. Oh, all right, so my song is <laughs> my song is by a gentleman called Puma Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's called Moon Underwater. All right. Okay, and the under is with an H in case anyone is trying to. Uh, it'll be on the credits, though. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Something's on your mind. I can see your eyes from six feet away. I, I know we're we're much further than we normally are, but uh, <laughs> I just don't feel this is slouch rock. What do you think it is? Okay, first of all, this is way too syncopated, and it has a beautiful like single picky jazz guitar riff. Okay, fair. Like, just, there's just all this like uh, this is not slouch rock. To me, slouch rock mm-hmm. is, and and I can speak to it 
from like familiarity with it. Give it to me. It was this like malaise. This I don't want to try. Yeah. This disinterest. Oh, okay. Yeah. This doesn't lack disinterest. That's true. Like this doesn't represent it. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're totally right on that. Yeah. Yeah. So. There, there was this author named Douglas Copeland who famously wrote this book called Gen X, right? Okay. And Gen X is the, the generation just above me. Uh, and they, they were sort of like unhappy and dissatisfied in their place in the world that they mm-hmm. were sort of squeezed in between the boomers and then my generation. Oh, yeah. Those are, I don't, I forget about those people. You, well, they feel very forgotten about. Oh, okay? no. And so they're, <laughs> or especially at the time. And so... Their representation, as opposed to sort of the eagerness and the earnestness and the tryhardness of their parents, right, was the like, the boomer, yeah. I don't care, man, like that, right? Mm. And it was a little bit of the boomers' rejection uh, during their youth of like, you know, the modern uh, prevalence of like what your expectations, right? Yeah. But they actually like perfected it okay. in this sort of like neo-capitalist way where they're like, I'm going to contribute, but not a lot, and like, I'm going to get by. Yeah. And the music was this sort of disaffected disinterested like very like yeah this everything about this song is now playing i just yeah. don't feel represents that but hey we're talking about a genre that's apparently lost so maybe we're just you know that's so interesting okay i'm excited to hear your song because i feel like my song is slouch rock because it listened to what you're talking about okay but like the ideas and the mentality of people today of young people today is like yes we are a little disinterested but we do care and the whole idea is like looking like we don't care but we do care like trying to not try you see what i mean you lost me but i i'm usually <laughs> lost when you kids start talking like that oh my god no 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 just like the like phoenix once said the great the great band phoenix once said sure trying to be cool being effortlessly cool how do we show effortless disinterest without being completely disinterested? How do we right. fiend it? How do we essentially do that isn't without that just being looking born fake? French? Isn't that sort of? This man is from South London, um, so maybe it does have something to do with being European. <laughs> I, I again, and so I don't know if we're totally striking it here, but, yeah. but I think early alt rock and and what I would call slouch rock was yeah. like just a variation of straight up alternative rock where like it had really fuzzy yeah. like overdrive guitar sound mm-hmm. the there was nothing syncopated like this there was no like little drum rolls on on the snare like no there, this is way too put together yeah this is this, <laughs> this is deliberate this is like so much thought of this it is deliberate like i think a great disinterested uh, slouch rock song and I hope I'm going to play one is like yeah. it's really straightforward it's just like a 4-4 four, four kind of rock song and oh my god and sax? Okay listen the sax that was listen listen I think it's even an alto the sax. song was supposed to fade out by now so that's not Precious this is like a jazz song Boomaboo would hate that he hates being qualified as jazz well he can come throw the hate at me because I think his music is excellent <laughs> And, and it has, like, a lot of roots in jazz. That's my tech. All right, why don't we get to my song? I'm like, voicemail ballads are slouch rock. All right, so imagine the mid-'90s, disaffected youth, uh, prevalent drug use, because it was, like, yes. it was cool to not care. Yeah. And some of our pop stars at the moment, including oh, yeah. R.I.P. Kurt Cobain, you yeah. know, everyone was, like, on drugs and heroin and depressed and suicidal. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were, like, I mean... 
the reason grunge was like so overwrought was because like they really like tried to represent the the basically the the Seattle weather was like everyone's attitude, right? Like yeah, it's, it's okay. rainy and cloudy all the time. Yeah. Um, and you only get by on heroin and drugs and, and like strong coffee, Starbucks. Um, <laughs> so I feel like this song is actually tongue in cheek, kind of poking fun at that. And, I, but I did not know you were going to play what you were going to play. Cause like, I feel like I'm almost out of context with what slouch. No, rock you're is, not. But, you're but, not. No, you're not. This is what it's all about. It's all about discourse. But the song <laughs> is not if you were the last junkie on earth. Great it's title. By, yes. The band's also got a great title. They're called the Dandy Warhols. Amazing titles, guys. The song was 1997. Okay. And this is like a, a band from Portland, but this is like an art rock take on okay. basically slouch rock. That's All what right. I would say. Well, I mean, hey, let's give it up to the people. L- let the people decide. Okay. I never thought you'd be a junkie because heroin is so passe. But today. that sound that's like the lawnmower right one two three that's that's fabulous i think that's iconic so you tell me what slouch rock is yeah because i'm not the expert but i think if you can sense the eye rolling as you're playing the instruments like the just the sort of disinterest yeah and the like eye rolling shoulder shrugging of the guitar riff where like there's no single note picking it's all just (laughs) and everyone this is essentially a pop song yeah. where you can tell everyone doesn't really care and yeah. it's mocking drug use. That's a good... And not only is it mocking yes, that's good. drug use, yeah. it's mocking drug use, not for all its health effects, or, or but basically because <laughs> you are so self-aware and boringly so Yeah, I never thought you would do this drug because it's just not in and cool right now. Right, right. Like, it's already been done. It's got a good story, man. I mean, the amount of just negative malaise written, uh, like, cynicism, <laughs> this is what I think Slouch Rock is. I think it's like a real anti-pop take on a pop song, of which this is kind of a straight-up pop song. Yeah. But just... The, There's a pop mood here. Beyond the lyrics, just the vocal representation, the yeah. singing, it just all sounds like it's making fun of itself. And this was a hit. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that slouch rock is necessarily something that would poke fun at itself. I don't, like, I don't get that vibe. But I think, like, you definitely leaned more into the rock energy of the slouch rock concept. Whereas I leaned into the mood of slouch, the mood of laziness, the mood of being tired. Because, I mean, with grunge in the 90s, you guys actually had something to be upset about. What are kids my age upset about? 
climate change? I don't know about that. What, what, what did we have to be upset about that you guys aren't? I don't know. I don't, something ridiculous. Everybody was dying. Of what? Uh, drugs. Shots, drugs. <laughs> I, don't, I mean. It seems like kids are much better off now than they were in the 90s. We, we covered you lived this a little it, bit. I, I would say it, it just it's a much safer time. Yeah. And people are way, like, this wellness phenomenon that, like, 17-year-olds have. Yeah. It, I mean, at we, 17, <laughs> you were meant to just be, like, near death for every weekend, you know? Like, <laughs> every, and, yeah. and deliberately so, and, like, self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Reckless behavior. And I don't know. And I, I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I, I sure. hope it has a long-term healthy effect on people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people seem to be much more aware, aware about healthy relationships and, and just understanding your self-worth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people have less to be upset about, but I do think they maybe have tools and, and they have an appreciation for how they can deal with these things in a way that I would say my generation was not taught at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the music, the music reflected it. It shows, it shows. We see it. Anyways, let me shout out some other bands. Who? Yeah. What should they be? Because I think pavement, dinosaur junior guided by voices, pixies. There's a whole, what I would assume is what slouch rock is. Yeah. in, In sort of, it's just like, it's like the decay of society represented in in great sort of self-aware music. Mm-hmm. And they're all talented musicians, but I would say they didn't indicate it very much, deliberately so. Like, I think it was almost like mm-hmm. the guitar is almost out of tune, and there's almost like too much distortion. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I, I don't know. I just feel and like... it's like they're aware of that, and that makes them... Exactly. That makes it, insert words Exactly. Here. And again, if you think about what was... Uh, all of these, you know, artists and musicians kind of fighting against was yeah. the previous era of like, you know, your hyper perfect music, you know, yeah. your Van Halen's of the world, you know, very like, sharp and exactly. And like really perfectly orchestrated and instrumented. Mm-hmm. This is not the case. This is not that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nirvana really was like a rock band where like everyone was like, have they even plugged things in? Like, is, <laughs> is it okay? Like, what's have going on? Have they even plugged things in? Yeah, no, I mean. That's funny, dude. Yeah. That's just, good. It just sounded like, you know, distortion, mm-hmm. like noise. Mm-hmm. Like noise. See, I don't think Slouch Rock, I don't think Slouch Rock sounds like noise, though. Okay. I don't think. This is what it's all about. What is a genre? What is I know. it even? Is it lost? Is it here? Whose was it to begin well, with? What I will say is those bands, yeah. I know Mac DeMarco and I know some of these these newer artists, I don't feel they mm-hmm. represent that kind of, like I said, that malaise, that like just general dissatisfaction yeah. in the music. The diss, the diss, every time you use a word and it starts with like the prefix yes, diss, not enough I diss. think no. Yeah, I would think that's not it either for this for this era of slouch rock perhaps. But it's up to you, the audience, to decide. Guys, and this is to up watch. to you. This is in your hands. Head to the socials, head to Twitter, head to our our webpage. If you're on the YouTube, hit us up in the comments. Let us know whose song topped that track. Dave's? Mine? Whose who's genres did you vibe with? What are some sub-genres? This one I would say is tough because I think we we came at this like two very different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, who was going to win? But some great music. Great music. This is That's what's exciting. You guys always get some fresh, some good little tunes. All right. Um. I think it's time to close it out. Close it out. Let's get that outro tune going. Okay, triathlon. Come on through. Come on through. (laughs) Well, it's hard to move to my outro without hard to move by triathlon. Great band. Great band. Hope y'all are doing well in New York. Yeah. Oh, I hope y'all left New York. Or just hunker down. Social distancing works, guys. Yeah. Uh, It'd be nice if it was back by mass testing, but, you know, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously, I'm David O'Connor, the old man. Woo! Uh, but my beautiful co-host, woo, woo. Precious Cato here, does more than just co-host, of course. And you can always tell when she floods me out with, you know, clapter for herself. Uh, she's also the engineer. And uh, we no longer have interns helping us with anything because they all got sent home. It's sad that that's official now. That's like 100% official. But I do want to just give uh, a shout out to all our interns. And, you know, some of them had their... I'll let that play. Yeah. Uh, some, some of them are in this clap. Some of them are in that clap. Oh. They are. Um, obviously, they got a little bit uh, shortcut, and we didn't get to have them as long as we would normally love. And, yeah. and uh, obviously, I've, I've heard we can try to help have them back, which we'd love to. Oh, good. Okay, so that's good. So just shout out to all the interns uh, everywhere who got sent home uh, mid-corona, yeah, mid from your things, from your events and jobs. Um, and just overall, just want to say thank you. And if you could leave a rating or a like on whatever platform you're listening to this, yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, it means a lot. We know we're just starting this and uh, it's definitely uh, rolling a, a rock uphill, but we really appreciate all the support. <laughs> and the visual. That, that was a Sisyphean reference. <laughs> and as always, please mm -hmm. uh, reach out to us in general at wantstowatch.com, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Yes. And do I have to say it? But be healthy. Yes, be healthy, guys. All right, until the next time.